Are you my podcast? 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 Sarah Colonna slash Kuda. Mary Rodzinski, Mayor Bear. <laughs> Someday. How are you, Someday. Sarah? Maybe we should just get someone else to introduce us because we yeah. can't handle introducing ourselves. No, no. I, I don't know. This is the epitome of who we are. Just fucking, <laughs> this is, I believe this is our, not cutting Patreon, this is our 50, one of 52nd episode and we still haven't figured it out. Wow. I feel like we should have celebrated maybe the 50th or something. Yeah, we missed it, but I'm a, we got my eye on 75. <laughs> we'll do it up. <laughs> no, we should celebrate like 64 or some shit. Like things that other podcasts You mean six, don't- 69? <laughs> so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think it's fitting. We're going to have a big old celebration. That yep. was for my our Howard Stern listeners. If, any, if we have any, we should. Um, well, Mary, this is an exciting episode. Um, before we get into the things that we always get into with you, you better not be fast forwarding through because we're about to give you some serious information about this particular episode. Yes. Important. Which, yeah. Well, we, so we're doing, this is the stock by my doctor for a sleepwalker's nightmare. Everyone, you all know how much we love Dr. Eric Roberts, how much we love this franchise of movies. And it is, a, there's five of them. We have done three, all th- the first three, and we did five, number five because they sprung it on us out of nowhere, which we yeah. discussed with a special guest that you will be listening to. Um, we will, it's th- at the, it's sort of, this episode will lead into an interview with the writer and director of the movie that we're discussing right now, Stalked by My Doctor 4. And he also directed five, and he also had a hand in, a, I think, three and... Yeah, for sure, three. So he he knows this franchise really well. He knows yes. Dr. Eric Roberts fucking personally, okay? Yeah, yeah. And Eric Roberts knows him. And because as we just found out, he was a wonderful delight to speak to and also um, not an asshole, as we told him we were very excited to find out. Oh, what a relief. <laughs> yeah, like you never know, you know? He was a, je- he was a doll. Yeah, yeah I mean, fun. he's... The man works constantly and he works in television and movies and is a busy guy. And he took the time out to talk to us, which was really awesome. So Jeff, uh, thank you. And you guys have to listen to every, he gave us some really fun inside information on making these movies on working with Dr. Eric Roberts our the the fucking national treasure that he is Uh. and all of it. So, um, truly it was like, Mary, you had to, didn't you say that you had to take something before that interview? What, a, a Xanax? <laughs> yeah. She was like, I Did think I? She, she wrote oh, me and I was, was like, I'm going to have to take a Xanax before this interview because I'm yeah. going to be too excited to talk to Jeff. So it was fun. It was amazing. He didn't disappoint. I'm very thrilled with all of the work he's done. And I'm really, I'm going to gamble and you'll hear about it more in the interview. He wouldn't confirm nor deny, but my heart is set on a number fucking six and that's all I want. I know uh, he he sort of hinted that it's p- a possibility because as we saw in five, which we have already covered, um, that Dr. Eric Roberts uh, walked away and unscathed, unscathed, 
per use. Um, mm-hmm. But he didn't do that in four, in four, in the one that we're about to discuss. This is where I think people thought it was all going to end, but then they were like, uh, fuck no, he's coming back for five. So yeah, yeah, no, nobody's going to keep him down. No. And so, you know. Ain't nobody going to break my strap. Oh no. Oh no. I got to got keep, on, keep moving. on moving. Shut up before we have to pay royalties. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't think anyone could identify that song if no. they tried. Be- no, just kidding. I, you're the singer. I'm the I'm sure. the follower. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. Please, yeah, please pretend I can sing. Um, so we're about to get into it. <laughs> Rate, please give us a rating if you haven't. It's only if, unless you don't have something nice to say. In which case, please keep your shit to yourself. Five yes. stars. Go on. Apple, um, if you are on a platform where it doesn't let you review, please review us on Apple. Give us five stars. Subscribe. Tell your friends to subscribe. Listen to all of our episodes and yes. join our Facebook group. It, the Are You My Podcasters group is so much fun. Everyone in there is a it's a blast. Every, we just there's so many random topics and fun and and discussions. Are you my podcast on Instagram? Are you my pod on Twitter? And of course, we have our Patreon, which we would love to have you join us if you're able. I think, yeah, if you're able, we appreciate the support for, you know, we do all this content for free. So we are trying to pay the bills so we don't sound (laughs) ungrateful. But we really, really appreciate everyone. And, um, you know, a reminder that we'll be back with the the premiere of Married at First Sight is July 21st of the next uh, season. We'll be covering that. But between them, we have some really fun things planned, too. So stay subscribed. Keep listening. And we love you. Thank you. And here we go. Because there's nothing that brings us more joy than talking about a Dr. Eric Roberts movie. Well, this one was the doozy. I do feel that this one was funnier than... We discussed this actually with Jeff too. So like I said, you guys will hear us discuss all this. So I won't be repetitive. But there was just some funny lines. And it kind of turns out that was probably a lot of Jeff's humor. There's always great lines and there's always fun in it. But I just felt like there was a little bit more one-liners. Yeah, it was, there was really some one-liners, some setup and punches. And it was like, it was not lighter, but it was, I really enjoyed it. I have to be honest, being that it was the fifth one of these watching it, I'm like, there there has to be a stinker, you know, but I think it might've been my favorite one. I'm not even kidding. I mean, and it really caught me off guard. I was in a mood when I watched it, but I was in a great mood when I was done. Oh, always. I mean, you're always just like, please, even though, even though it really murders a few people, you just want, you just leave in such a good mood after watching you, these, which is the genius do. of these movies. He's like, honestly, like Dr. He's like the personification of clicking your heels. Like, I don't care <laughs> if he stomps on a guy's face. I'm like, they deserved it. All he wants is love. Just fucking, he's a nice guy. Let him, I know. Let him do what he wants. It did throw me when he stomped on that guy's face, though. Spoiler alert, that happened in this movie. I was like, oh, Dr. Eric Roberts, that was violent. Yeah, and then I immediately, I'm like, well, we all have our days. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, he, he's no different, okay? So give the guy a break. That's true, he's, Mare Bear. He's only that's human, Kuda. Oh, God. Well, it opened, okay, so Sleepwalker's Nightmare, so... In the beginning, we see a lady who's sleepwalking with her eyes open, which holy shit, if that's how you sleepwalk, <laughs> by the way, I'm so terrified to ever sleepwalk because she she goes right to a, like a wedding in her neighborhood in the backyard and just 
kisses yeah, like a reception. The, yeah, and she like crashes it in her in her nice nighty and um fully makes out with the groom and everyone's obviously videoing it and the bride's freaking out and then she gets a phone call the next day that her job had to let her go and it's all over the news because she is a sleepwalker lady who uh walks for sex, if you will. <laughs> I mean, if you're going to walk for something, you know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like that's, I don't know. I, it's better than hitting the fridge in the middle of the night, for sure. Right, right. And I'm just so jealous of the uh, sleepwear that these people, you know, thank God. Here she's a sleepwalker. She's out in public. She's wearing this beautiful little negligee, nighty, strappy thing. I'd be out there with like you know, a torn t-shirt and skidded up sweatpants or something. They'd be like, who, not really like with shit. You know what I mean? I'm just skidded. It's funny. But any, anyway, I have to defend myself at all times. But um, I'm just saying, you know, she looked great doing it. I would, right. they would call the cops on me immediately. Yeah. At least if it's plastered all over the news, she looked, she looked wonderful. Um, yeah. <laughs> good point. Well, maybe you'll rethink your sleepwear at some point yeah. after all these movies. Um, Probably not. Now we see Dr. Eric Roberts right away after that. He is now his name has a name tag on that says Carl. He's working at a diner. He's a bus boy, which I enjoyed. Yeah, he's obviously undercover because he has gotten away with me- uh romancing and attempting to entrap and murder or no, not murder. He doesn't ever want to murder the young young ladies that he falls for. He wants them to love him. And he's but he's done some bad things. It, trying to make that happen. So he's <laughs> yeah. undercover at a diner. And right away, I love this. He, you know, how he always goes into those fantasies. Um, mm. So, and some, for a second, you can't tell if it's a fantasy or not. They always get you. And he has these, there's two girls and uh, they're just like these hot, hot girls. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Boobs out at the, you know, and they're like, and they're like, Hey, Carl, tell us about your sausage special. (laughs) (laughs) And they even go so far. He sees like, what, like, kind of like, what did I hear that right? And he turns over and it shows like the chalkboard of specials and it says sausage special. (laughs) (laughs) The attention to detail. Oh, Oh, so good. And um, yeah, well, obviously he's fantasizing. And when he breaks out of it, he spills coffee on some guy who gets very angry and tells him he's too old to work at a diner and calls him a loser and fuck that guy. What an ageist. Fuck off, pal. You know, I mean, but it did it did work out for um, Dr. Eric Roberts because turns out this asshole is a guy who is a real doctor. And we all know Dr. Eric Roberts is a real doctor undercover as Carl. And he's on his way to a new job, but a job that no one knows what he looks like because he interviewed and has no social media presence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they let us know right away. And in fact, uh, as as Dr. Eric Roberts hides in the back of his car because he's mad at him for calling him a loser, who wouldn't be? Don't blame and, him. Yeah, and he plots and he decides he might murder him. And then the doctor spills that he is got a new house and a new job and a new city and a new life and really no track record or anyone to figure out what he looks like. Well, guess what? New identity for Dr. Eric Roberts. He doesn't have to be Carl anymore. He could be this guy, Dr. Tanner. Hell yeah. He's hitting all the greens with stealing someone's <laughs> identity. <you know? laughs> sort well, of a perfect scenario. It is. It's really his perfect scenario. I wonder how that happened. It's just, mm-hmm. it just all fell <laughs> into place. And, um, so he murders him in the car, or, or I forget. And then he goes, was it in the car? 
How did he kill yeah, him? I think he does a syringe. He might have had him pull over just for his own safety because he was right. driving. But yeah. yeah, yeah, he can't put himself in danger. We need him yeah. for all the all these movies. Um, right. So he he saunters into work the next day as Doctor Tanner, and I my only issue really with with this plan was that the man Doctor Tanner was a little bit bigger than Doctor Eric Roberts, so um, <laughs> he had to wear his suit, and it was just an ill fitting suit. It just it didn't. Was- it was a little baggy. It was. He was swimming in it. It was like those old um, uh, Tony the Tiger commercials when the kids, like the grownups in the suits shrunk down to kids. It looked like his first day of kindergarten. It was cute. <laughs> I enjoyed it. It was endearing. It was. He comes in and uh, right away, he of course, he panics that he's going to be caught impersonating this doctor. But really, he passes right through and they even have a surprise party for him. Yeah, I mean, flying collars within moments. He's like part of the family there. <laughs> and it really, uh, it really tickled me that he's now he's a sleep doctor, which is like you, he's a was a heart doctor, right? In real life, right. heart surgeon and stuff. So he doesn't know a whole lot about sleep, but he does a good job sort of right. going along with it. Yeah, we should have mentioned the doctor that he took over for is a sleep doctor of sorts treats sleep disorders and um, whatever the, there's a probably a term for it that they used in this. But the term that really was wonderful was that his first patient is the lady from the beginning who sleepwalks for sex and she has sexomnia. Uh, fucking chef's kiss. Okay. I Googled it. I don't Google anything. It's real. I know you did too. Yeah. It's a real thing. And, um, he, this is the most, be- the best setup you can have is Dr. Eric Roberts. He's got a hot lady that comes in and he has to treat her for sexomnia. He doesn't know what it is, but so he just, <laughs> he did what you and I did. It was really funny in the interview, like he's interviewing her, asking her about it. And he just starts reading off of Wikipedia um, <laughs> what sexomnia is. And then, but she did tell us, he asked her about if she was married. And can you explain this part to me? Because it was, there was a lot that happened in this, in her marriage. Yeah. So she says, she, he's like, are you married? She's like, I was, he's dead. And then she's like, basically, she's like, I killed him in self-defense because he framed her in a crime because she didn't she fuck a friend of his while she was sleepwalking and then he killed the friend but then blamed it on her? Yes. I don't remember if it was a friend or not, but it was it, Some, it, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's definitely this dark side of sexomnia, guys. Uh, and like I'm an over I'm an oversharer too. You know what I mean? Like somebody's <laughs> like, Oh my god, I love your dress. I like I'm like, oh, nine dollars, you know, TJ Maxx. But she could have just said, I'm a widow and moved on <laughs> to the next question. <laughs> I mean, that you know? would have that would have wrapped it up. And right. He, and he and Dr. Eric Roberts had the exact same response that you and I had, which was, uh, wow. He said, <laughs> I believe he yeah. just went. Yeah, that's <laughs> just one word. Wow. <laughs> he just goes, wow. Um, and so now he's got to treat her. And oh, and then the, this is the, the first appearance we had of um, our favorite our, our second oh. favorite. Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts, which you guys have heard his alter ego, who's always dressed like he's on his way to the beach. And we did learn, by the way, which you'll hear in the interview on the uh, after this, uh, what they call him on set 
And they had yeah, a they really cool- fun name for him. And we can't steal it because that wouldn't be right. No. So we'll just continue to call him Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts. But we are jealous of what we they are call really him. jealous. Although my like secret desire would be if they film six and uh, that character, the alter ego makes an appearance that they switch their nickname to Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts, because they like it more. Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh, I mean, I mean, it if, really sums up the character. And I just got chills stars. talking about it. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I need to get a life. Okay, um, moving on. Well, she's getting hooked up. So this late, what's what was her name? Um, uh, Michelle. Michelle. Yeah. So she, the woman who had sleep drugs in the beginning, who he's now treating for her sexomnia, she is getting hooked up for sleep therapy. So um, he also did another thing because she starts asking a lot of questions. And of course, again, he's a cardiologist originally, guys. He doesn't know anything about treating sleepwalking. So she starts asking him all these questions about what's going to happen while she's hooked up. And he just goes, oh, yeah. And then uh, tell her the rest to you know, his assistant or whatever that's in there. <laughs> and that guy yeah. just has to explain it. Um, and he sends the assistant home. And J- him and Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts, are just in there watching Michelle sleep. Yeah. In a, in a, a you know, it's a two-way mirror. It's kind of a perfect setup, you know. Um, she hadn't been asleep for five minutes. And... Uh, Lucky for Dr. Eric Roberts, she jumps up and starts stripping basically in front of the two-way mirror, um, which is just fucking open. It's it's so I just don't know if if that's how you sleepwalk. I'm so scared because the idea that you walk around with your eyes wide open and it's extra creep. It adds an extra creep factor. I think the biggest problem is her legs are wide open. (laughs) I mean, she would have fucked anything. This lady, all she wants is someone to stick it in. I mean, girl, guy, whatever. And she's just, it's mortifying because what does he, what does he do the next day with, with the video of this? Well, that's right. So she starts banging on the window and he's like, it's showtime. Oh yes. um, But then, but then lucky, lucky for, well, only for Dr. Eric Roberts, because it would definitely be inappropriate to um, have it, it penetrated her right then. Um, even yeah, though- the movie would have been over. <laughs> we needed a little more time. Yeah. Uh, another doctor named Pamela, right? Pamela? She yeah, comes in. So. And so obviously he can't penetrate anyone now. So he just has to act like he was just observing her. Um, and it's not showtime. But then, yes, the next day he has to show her the video of her wide o- eye open banging on the two-way window like basically begging for sex and <sighs> she just i mean it's that's it's mortifying worse than, yeah that's worse than any kind of video that i can even think i've uh, me having a couple too many at any bar or anything that would ever be out there i don't know that that's just that's a lot to take in well it's it's i mean yeah because it's she just she's not doing this intentionally and it's like when um you know, you ha- you do have too many and like the friend the next day at brunch is like, oh, my God, how are you feeling? You know, like <laughs> calling you out like you blacked out and you have no idea. It's the worst. The shame. I, it's the worst kind of person, by the way. It, yes. It, the people that. Oh, how are you doing today? Oh, fuck. Oh, you know what? Surprised to see you vertical. Get the fuck oh. out of my face. I hate that. It's like it's it's mm-hmm. like you're not my mom. Get out of my face. I hate when people talk like that. I mean, it's I'm a, a real for- shitty personality. It is, and I feel like I haven't really had anyone say that to me in a very long time because maybe I've been able to keep my keep my life together a little bit better than in my twenties or so. But I just or remember. Maybe- 
you just keep a circle of like-minded similar people. <laughs> That's right. <now. laughs> or I just have, or I've just weeded those assholes out. That's more likely <laughs> yeah. what it is. Uh, let's be honest. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we have a niece show up, and this sort of all comes together because she has a niece. Her name's Katie. She also has sleep issues. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I just, I mean, perfect. Who would have thunk it? You know, really <laughs> lifetime. Do those but run hers, in, Do they run in the family? Sleep issues? I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, can you imagine if sleepwalking was hereditary? I just think that would be the weirdest. It's like, oh, male pattern balding and sleepwalking, you know, or family. Um, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, she's hot. And obviously that answers the question of who he's going to be attracted to. Cause she's, a, she's more his speed. She's younger. He, yeah. uh, he a f- Michelle fresh is- graduation high school graduation gown hanging in her closet. <laughs> <laughs> he likes his he likes his nineteen and twenty year olds guys. It's just how it's just who he is. And um, yep. frankly, this hot aunt is too old for him, even though she's way more age appropriate. But here comes Katie, the niece, who also has a sleeping issue, and her sleep issue is actually different. Uh, she's just highly suggestible. And uh, right. when she's sleeping right. and boy, does yeah. Dr. Eric. Yeah. He loves what he's hearing, which by the way, he heard um, <laughs> through the window of their house, even though. Oh, Jesus Christ. That's right. That the niece and the aunt are talking. So the niece is in town and she's staying with the aunt. And then, and yeah, there was a scene. Eric Roberts is like right in the window, broad daylight, wearing his ill-fitting suit, just peeking <laughs> in. Nobody notices. I mean, it's truly lovely. And, and he listens to the whole thing, but the window, I think, was closed. Through the window. But yeah. whatever. This is how yeah. he needed to get his information, and now he's got it. So, he's a good lip reader, Sarah. He, he is. So he, um, he goes full speed ahead. There's no... He really didn't pump the brakes on any of this. He calls in sedatives for, for the aunt, because he doesn't want <laughs> her to wake up. And he doesn't want her to wake up and try to bang anybody in the house. And... <laughs> Then he uh, sneaks into Katie's room while she sleeps. And even Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts, came in and and he made an appearance. His subconscious was there during this. And he was like, you know, there is a lady upstairs who's like almost age appropriate. And that doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, Dr. Eric Roberts, when he gets his sight sight set on someone, he gets his sight set on someone. And we know this. So the heart, the dick wants, Sarah, the dick wants. The dick wants what the dick wants is yeah. what the like s- subtitle of this movie should be. It should be <laughs> it's going to be our title. by my doctor six. The dick wants what the dick <laughs> wants. <laughs> You're welcome, guys. We cracked yes. that one. Yep. Um, well, basically, he knows that she's highly suggestible. So he has her wait. When she wakes up, he tells her to say that she loves him and I mean, um, what a sweet man. Do you know how many men would have asked her or suggested she do something else? All he wants is for her to just say, hey there, I love you. Just he wants a little love. I mean, you that's know? a good point. He's that's a fucking a good- gentleman. Yeah, that's one way to look at it, Mare Bear, for sure. Yeah. It is. Yeah, it's a po- he's being um, respectful and he just wants to be loved. And he's found someone that it's really a perfect way- per- person for him. Someone that falls asleep and when she wakes up, he can just suggest that she make him dinner and or not even he makes her dinner. Um, He would just, yeah. yeah, she would just say, I love you and make him feel loved. And that's it. But 
we don't, it doesn't usually work out that smoothly for him. Um, He's got to start mentioning the house in Cabo a little sooner to these young girls. Because <laughs> I think that would help a lot. <laughs> it's got you sold. It's had you oh, sold from day God one. Damn it. Yeah. He wouldn't even have to suggest anything to me. Anyway. Yeah. He, uh, I forget what happens. We, he- well, we meet Nikki next. We meet, uh, oh, there's a patient. Yes. There's a new patient that comes into his office that doesn't have as an appointment. And his name is Nikki Bismar. Bismar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They made a point to, to let us know his, his name. name. Yeah. yeah. And he's very shady and he has no appointment. And he starts talking about how he loves younger women and he really needs help because he only loves younger women. And Dr. Eric Roberts is like, this guy's on to me or he's messing with me or he knows who I am. So he gets him. He basically kicks him out of the office and then calls down and tells security or whatever to look for him. And but it doesn't matter because the guy has quickly disappeared. Um, Yeah. Yeah. It was like. In and out. He's holding a cigar. He was a shady fuck. But yeah. Um, and, yeah. Yeah. And then the aunt goes to another night of sleep study. And then um, he's not watching her that night. Pamela is. And because Dr. Eric Roberts needs to go run into Katie, the niece at a burger place. He happens to run into her probably because he's following her at a burger place. <laughs> Chances are good. He's, uh, yeah. Yeah. And he has a burger. He runs into her and he's like, oh. I'll have a burger with you. That's my dream to have a burger with Dr. Eric oh. Roberts, by the way, just to my two favorite things mashed into one scene. Oh my um, God, Sarah. And then of Sunday. course her car won't start when they leave. And then meanwhile, we've got Michelle, the aunt in sleep oh, study. This poor lady. <laughs> it's so She's... she wakes up and Dr. Pamela is watching her. Um, and she basically pins Pamela realizes she's up kind of banging around for sex again. And Pamela goes in and she just like pins her to the wall. And oh, it gets real hot and heavy with her. Yeah, she's really trying. She's kind of sniffing her. It seemed like she was sniffing. <laughs> That's right. Kind of yeah, like a dog checking shit out. It's like she went in deep. Yeah, yeah. groping her. She was sniffing her. And then in comes the other assistant. And so obviously he unpins the poor doctor, poor scared Dr. Pamela from the wall and they make her lay down or make Katie sit down. But she doesn't wake up. She doesn't, she still wants, she's so horny. She just starts motioning to them both to come over to the bed, but they're like, oh, we got to go. I mean, would that, would an answer be like, give this lady like a, a, a vibrator or something? You know what I mean? Like maybe if she had some way to you know, I, now I'm just getting too technical. I'm going to look it up. It says there were 94 cases of this in real life. Only 94 have been reported in the world. Anyway, moving well, on. I just feel like maybe, yeah, it would have to be a real big vibrator based on the way she behaves when she wakes up. She really needs Well, a yeah, lot. you're right. You're right. She, it might not, batteries would, would need to be replaced because <laughs> she seems <laughs> very um, eager. It, yeah. And then Dr. Beck, did we already say he drives, he drives the niece home? Or whatever, or yeah, because her car broke down, and then, and then he has another fantasy where she starts kissing him, and that one caught me off guard for a second. It's very passionate; they were really kind of making out, and but then there's a boyfriend. Her boyfriend has shown up in the driveway and foiled again, Doctor Beck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he shows up and apologizes for breaking up with her because she had hooked up with his friend while she was sleeping and he realizes that it wasn't her fault. It was the friend's fault. So, uh, right away, like you said, foiled 
his his plan to be with Katie is ruined because now this young boyfriend has shown up. And uh, this was when I believe your favorite scene happened, if you'd like to. Oh, Sarah, you know, I just love that he's just he's not ready to quit Katie yet. You know, so he even though the boyfriend's there, he's like, hey, can I use your bathroom quick of the aunt's house? So he goes into the bathroom, goes upstairs, and he's mad, okay? And he needs to unleash this anger. So it only makes sense that he grabs a fucking liquid soap dispenser and a big makeup brush and uses them like dolls talking to each other. <laughs> and it's like, oh, do you want to make love? It was fucking grossly wonderful. I don't know. It was like a high-pitched Muppet. And all I know is that at one point he used a glass, uh, like a drinking glass, a what glass... Water, water glass. I don't know. And he used that and he made that in the soap dispenser. Fuck by smashing it together, saying harder, harder, <laughs> like a complete psycho. Complete psycho, complete meltdown. And if that obviously you can't really smash the soap dispenser and glass together unless you want the glass to break, which it did. Yes. Um, Amazing. And then, and then he had to calmly come out and just say, oh, sorry, broke a water glass and <laughs> yeah, leave. no explanation. Whoopsie. And leave the house because he had to get the fuck out of there because he was not happy. Um, it was just so funny. And then Ugh. back at the, the sleep clinic the next day, we've got um, Dr. Eric Roberts showing Michelle the video of her accosting Dr. Pamela. And then, and she again, she just has I to mean, keep seeing. I mean, couldn't they just tell her? I know. Like, why do they have to show her? her? That's so insulting. It's like, just quit already. Yeah. This poor girl. But then he kind of tell he mentions that he bumped into Katie at the burger place and Michelle does seem suspicious right away the aunt. Um it usually takes them a while to get suspicious but she's pretty suspicious. And then <laughs> right. Katie's boyfriend cuz she thinks that's weird and then Katie's boyfriend shows up and uh at the hospital and he thinks that Dr. Eric Roberts looks familiar. Yeah, he said like oh did I see you on TV or whatever and we're thinking like wanted posters and billboards and shit yeah, to see yeah. the news. Yeah. So if you already weren't on Dr. Eric Roberts' radar because you're dating the girl that he wants to be with for the rest of his life, now you're really on his radar for saying he looks familiar. Just saying. The boyfriend didn't do himself yeah. any favors. <laughs> it's going to be lights out soon. And it was. But yeah. anyway, he got he got Katie to text him from her while she was asleep. He got her to text the boyfriend from her phone to go to this parking garage to fuck and she, he drives her over there. She's like wearing a silk robe and stuff. No big deal. And that's when um, Dr. Eric Roberts throws the boyfriend down a flight of stairs and then stomps on his face like a bug. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a it lot. Was. It was quite a plan. It really, I, I, I couldn't, I, it, at first when he starts texting, I'm like, what is he doing? Uh, yeah. But yeah, he just, he just lured the I boyfriend mean, to a parking garage and then, um, shoved him down some stairs and stomped his face in. Yeah. I mean, fun scene very easily could have just not, could have just done that on his own, like been in the parking garage, didn't have to bring the sleepwalking niece with him. You know what I mean? Because well, he would have gone good, up the stairs to look for her, right? It's, it's a good thing she's a heavy sleepwalker because she did not wake up during any of that. And um, yeah, found out what about I wouldn't it. give to oh, sleep like I know. that. Jesus God. Christ. Both these women. Um, I know. And then, yeah, the next day she finds out that her boyfriend died and she blames herself because she does see that she sends the text. So she thinks she sent these texts and right. she's like, he wouldn't have gone up there if it wasn't for her. Um, and nobody seems to think it's weird that when he fell, he also somehow managed to uh, end up with a boot 
shoe print on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, clumsy, clumsy guy's one thing. But yeah, I mean, nobody's like, oh, this was a murder guy. I mean, he just ends up on his back with his face smushed and his nose yeah. broken. Yeah, yeah, that happens in parking garages. Um, and the aunt doesn't like, Aunt Michelle doesn't like what she's seeing because Dr. Eric Roberts is a little too comforting to Katie. Yes, yeah. She's starting to s- smell the rat a little bit. A weird, the weirdness that I have a hard time seeing, but I guess it exists. Yeah. And then we have Nikki show up again. Oh, yes. Nikki Bismar, which I just want to say the word bizquick, the pancake um mix. Anyway, Nikki Bismar. And yeah, he was just in his office, right? Like he he was there for an appointment and then yeah. he creeps out Eric Roberts or Nikki Bismar tells him he's like, oh, I acted out on one of my dreams and he's real creepy and gross. And then Eric Roberts sneaks out and then yeah, he's like, Nikki, who are you? Because he thinks yeah. that he knows who he is. Yeah. And then he disappears again. Mm-hmm. And then I'm trying thin to think. Air. Yeah. Like total thin air. Yeah. Nobody. He's a he's a quick one. And then this um, is when Dr. Pamela is, it start, really starts ramping up so we can kind of get to it. Like Dr. Yeah. Pamela is on to him. Um, she thinks she's like, I spoke to, Mich- to, the, to Michelle, the aunt, and she thinks it's weird that you and Katie had a burger together. So I'm going to be there for sleep study because it's Katie's turn, I think, for sleep study now, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, yeah. So the Pamela's on to him. And before that, she calls um, the an old colleague of Dr. Tanner's quotes uh, to ask like- The guy that was what, murdered at the beginning. Yes. Right, right. And sort of asked about him if there was any sort of identifying characteristics. And the guy, a co- old colleague tells him he has bullet scars on his left shoulder, so then what does she do? Doesn't she? The, <laughs> yeah. Uh, she was like, she was like, the reason he wasn't on social media is he was escaped a crazed patient and they came after him and they shot him and he has these bullet fragments, still has bullet fragments in his shoulder. So during the sleep study, while Dr. Eric Roberts is sitting in, like looking in the window with Aunt Michelle next to him and they're both just watching <laughs> Katie, in comes Pamela to go, how's it going in here? And then she says something and just like squeezes his shoulder real quick, <laughs> searching for uh, fragments, I guess. I mean, digging through a doctor's coat, an ill-fitting suit jacket, a button-up shirt. She's thinking she's going to get to the bottom of this with a squeeze of a shoulder. And she obviously doesn't like what she feels. Uh, The rest of us would have. And I don't think Dr. Eric Roberts liked what he felt when when somebody, God forbid, his age actually touched his shoulder. He looked real upset by that. He was like, get your old old ass hands off of me. You're like oh you're like God. my age. Get off of me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, help. Well, yeah, so she doesn't. Like- yeah, she's on. She doesn't. She's like something's up, and so she's going into back to her office because the guy, the old colleague that she talked to, said, "Oh, I found a photo of him. I'm going to email it to you." Well, now Doctor Eric Roberts has left to go get a coffee, and he overhears this whole conversation. He hears Pamela on the phone with an old colleague of Doctor Tanner, who he's taken the place of. He knows that she's on to him and he knows that I she's think, about yeah. to get a photo in the email. So um, luckily, there are giant knives in the coffee break room. Yeah, like big butcher knives for all of those, um, all of your ham carving needs and stuff <laughs> that you fucking need when you're at a sleep study uh, place. Yeah, and you just need a coffee. So. He gets one and he gets one of those big knives and he goes into her office right as she's starting to pull up the email that is a photo of the real Dr. Tanner. And he says, my name is Dr. Be- Dr. Albert Beck. And he shoves the fucking 
knife right in her back and she's gone. And honestly, she shouldn't have been so nosy. Yeah, I mean, she should have just minded her own business. And, you know, he clearly has Whisper 2000. He hears everything. <laughs> she shouldn't have even tried to sneak any. I mean, he probably would have done a fine job. Again, give the guy a break. He was he was treating his patients. He was treating his patients. He's doing what he's supposed to do. Yeah. Um, and what? He, and then he does um, put a little night-night, as he calls it, night-night pill, in, in Aunt <laughs> Michelle's coffee while he's watching... Katie sleep because he wants her. Obviously, he needs Michelle to sleep so that when Katie wakes up, he can suggest that they be in love. But then what he really did with that instead was, oh, no, first he takes photos of Michelle with her phone. Remember this part? Oh, right. Yes, yes. He takes... So that and what was that for? So he put Mich- he may knock Michelle out with like night night pills. He calls him, and then right. he starts taking photos of like her bra and all this stuff, and then he starts sending all these texts to oh, to Pamela. Doc- to Pamela. So I, at first we don't realize what's going on, but it's of course that he's a genius. And then he goes in the bathroom and like hits his own head against the wall, which I thought was him just punishing himself, but really it was just because he needed to look like he'd been knocked out. And so he's a man with a plan. Yeah, and his plan was to basically. He sends, we've already seen on video that she pinned uh, Dr. Pamela up against the wall once when she was sleep sex nomiac. She's horny. She's horny horny for Dr. Pamela and there's evidence. So now she has, she quote unquote, has sent her multiple photos and then saying, come in here. Why won't you answer me? Don't you want me? And then, so he set it up to make it look like Michelle killed Dr. Pamela. And because she couldn't have her when she was sleep wanting to sleep. Yeah. And he goes as far as he plants the giant flawless plan. (laughs) Well, it really is. And he, he, I mean, thank God that the um, lifetime detective school, they don't take uh, fingerprints or anything, but um, yeah, he plants the giant, (laughs) the giant knife into, into Michelle's hands as she's passed out on the couch with, from her sleepy time coffee or whatever he made from her. Or for her. And, you know, I mean, again, what's he what's he going to do? He's the victim in this. Yeah. And of course, Katie's upset. She's pretty calm finding out that her aunt's a murderer. And also just by the way, they they admitted her to a psych ward. Um, yeah, so, she does handle it pretty well. She, she does. Yeah, she's pretty calm. She's like, God, I guess I have to go back to L.A. because my aunt's in the psych ward and a murderer. And he turns out he has a guest house because he's so nice. And also. He, I just thought of something. Why wouldn't she just stay at the aunt's house? Well, that's a good question, Mary, but that wouldn't have been convenient for Dr. Eric Roberts. <laughs> Valid point. Okay, you're right. Yeah, you're you right. think that'd be a good chance to go, oh, I got this whole place to myself. But yeah. no, we need no. Uh, Dr. Eric Roberts says you can stay with me. And He's got um, a guest house he's at got the, a, his mm-hmm. new identity, his fake identity. It's yeah, perfect. No, nobody's gone looking for, <laughs> for Dr. Tanner or... Uh, checked why he is is or isn't there, but it's fine. And it's fine. well, that's because he's there, I guess. But anyway, in comes uh, Dr. Eric Roberts to visit Michelle at the psych ward too, oh, because he yes. wants he wants to make sure she knows that, that he's behind this all. I feel like he really wants to drive home his point. And this is where he always fucks up. He can't. He has to start showing his cards, and yeah, he goes to visit. Her at the psych ward, she says, my life turned to hell when you walked in, which is kind of rude. He doesn't like that. <laughs> and you don't have orders- something nice to say. Come yeah. On. He orders some shock therapy for her and she's freaking out. 
Well, they've got her all drugged up, or so she think. So they think, and um, she hears two guy, two of the guys working there talking, and they're they're saying how they're gonna. Um, she she sleeps walks for sex and how when she's sleeping and she wakes up, they're going to do the nasty and they're going to get in on that action. It's all <laughs> terrible conversation. Um, and, and they're like, you could just tell they're just a couple of scumbags too. Yeah. Like just real undersexed guys that are like, oh, we're going to get this hot girl. We'll, yeah. we'll take her at the same time. We don't care. Fucking yeah. gross. It's all happening. And um, the, the foot is on the gas. She is listening to that dr eric roberts is show has katie over at his house so that she can see the end of the guest house he's lit candles he's made her dinner a very delicious looking dinner by the way i was hungry when i was watching it did look nice he goes all out and when Mm -hmm. she walks in he says you like and um (laughs) yeah it's there's pasta and wine and dr eric roberts and it's probably your dream so my make-a-wish yeah Mm -hmm. And then, of course, we cut to the two creepy guys who think that they are back at the psych ward, who think that they are get about to get it on with Michelle. But she uh, tells them, well, first, if you if we're going to sleep, fuck, you have to untie me, obviously. <laughs> we're going to sleep, fuck. Yeah, she she plays it off perfectly. Like she's still like she's trying to be kind of seductive and that she's sleeping. And then she uh she gets them both in the face with a billy club. And that's when I think she says your favorite line. One of your favorite lines from mm-hmm. this film. Time's up pigs. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Michelle Aunt Michelle sleepwalker times up pigs. Oh, Man. I loved it. Um, and luckily, so she, and then she takes their keys and She's because she knows she's got to go save her. She's figured, obviously, Dr. Eric Roberts out. He's basically shown her who he is. So she's going to go save her niece. And um, she takes the keys, runs out of the building and luckily runs up to a a parking garage that only has one car in it. (laughs) That's right. Turns out it's the one that the keys are to. Lucky Mm -hmm. day. Lucky Lucky day, Michelle. Lucky day. She's got. So she drives over. Now, she's at his house, I guess, which. At this point, they're at his house, right? I think so. Yeah, I think we're done with Michelle's house. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, Dr. Eric Roberts is there with Katie and he's like, like I said, he's made this dinner. He can't stop saying he can't help himself. He's sorry. I want to protect you forever. And she's like, "Ah, I feel like this is um, not I think you're supposed to be my doctor and this isn't really how this is supposed to work. So she kind of tries to get away from him, but then she falls and knocks herself out. He didn't knock her out. <laughs> no, he wouldn't. He's not like Mm-mm. that. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, she was, she I mean, was he did tie his first lady up to a bed, but sure. Well, yeah. Maybe well, it's cause she went against him. We talked right. about it. If you just love him and kind of just accept him for him, you won't get tied up and butchered and your arms may be cut off. Right. It's a valid point. It's just, you, you just have to listen better sometimes. Um, yeah. So Jimmy Buffett, Eric Roberts now shows up because we've got Katie passed out. He obviously doesn't know Michelle's escaped the psych ward. He, Jimmy Buffett's making the drinks. And all of a sudden, Nikki shows up too, the weird, mysterious oh, patient yes. that we have seen. So this is where we get really confused as to who Nikki is. Yeah. And this is the part in the movie where my... My uh, wine spritzers are starting to catch up, and I I had a tough time. I'm, I mean, I, yeah. So at one point, 
So Nikki Bismar is there and we see Dr. Eric Roberts right kind of like, ah, oh, have a, an aha moment. I think Oprah calls them. Doesn't he and, say spell my name or spell it out or something like that? Oh, that's like that? right. That's right. Maybe he does say spell my name. So then Eric Roberts takes, writes Nikki Bismar on like a whitey board in the kitchen and and keeps like reworking the letters and the name. And he comes up with a couple, a couple doozies. What was the one? Kiss my rib. <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. He was messing uh, around trying to find some, trying to make, and then all of a sudden... He it comes to him. I kiss my rib was so good. I wish that would have just been it, and it made no sense, and the whole thing just ended. But I know. No, even better. It spells out my sick brain. So it turns right. out he is another Nikki Bismarck is another alter ego, just one that doesn't look like him, like the Jimmy Buffett character does. So now he's got two alter egos that he's fighting with, arguing. What do I do with Katie? Well, Michelle, well, in meanwhile, Michelle's driven there. She's looking in the window and she just sees him screaming at two invisible people. So she's like, <laughs> oh, shit, I better get my niece out of there. She gets a shovel. They always get a shovel in, the, in Lifetime movies. Um, yes, the weapon of choice for Lifetime. Yeah. And she comes she comes into the house. Katie wakes up and she's in like suggestion mode. So. <laughs> Basically, they're in a three-way standoff here where Katie is awake and Dr. Eric Roberts starts suggesting to her to kill the aunt. Yeah, and this would have been a really smart time for the aunt to suggest to the to the niece to not do that. You know what I mean? Right. Or to suggest and, you know, put the knife down. But nah, you know, so. Well, maybe yeah, she, she could only take one suggestion at a time. And Whatever it is, I just wish I could sleep that deep that I could have a knife in my hand oh, and be like, sure. God. It just honestly um, hit me with a shovel. I don't care if I sleep that deeply. I just I'm so you're right. That was like my biggest takeaway was how fucking jealous I was of the sleep these gals get. Yeah. So he's got he's basically I mean, he's got her about to kill her aunt and the aunt is kind of just staring at her. But luckily, Katie flutters awake at some right. point. Maybe it was the weight of whatever she was holding in her hand, the knife, or was it a fire poker? I forget now, but, um, one of the two. Yeah. She wait. she wakes up, turns on Dr. Eric Roberts. They get him down. And, uh, at one point Michelle kicks him while he's already down, which I thought was a little aggressive. He yeah. Was already that's down. rude. As you would say, <laughs> it's very rude. And they got him in the cop car and they take him to the psych ward where Michelle just was. He's shouting. I still love you, Katie. As he's, gets put into the back of a squad car. He's just wants someone to love. Did you cry? Be honest. No, I mean, oh. I might've teared up. I don't know. But again, <laughs> I'd had some white wines, you know? <laughs> well, and then they, and then they go, Oh, they say they're going to shock him. And then they start shocking him. And that's the end of the movie. And I would have been fully devastated if I didn't yes. already know that there was a five. Cause I would have been like, well, that's it. How does he possibly come out of a psych ward? But we saw in five, if you haven't, listened to our recap of that, go back and listen to it because you'll find out that he made his way out and found himself another young lady to set his eyes on. I cannot agree with what you just said more because I don't think I would have been able to handle that ending without knowing that because those, they were shocking him. Like the lights were dimming. They were shocking him very, but fortunately he's got like a superhero brain. So he was okay. Yeah, because it was. Uh, it looked like it was lights out for Dr. Eric Roberts, but it's never going to be the case um, no, as far as no. we're concerned. May never. He, may he march on. 
oh, please let them be making a six. I know. Um, Okay, so, and we're continuing now. Listen to our conversation with Jeff Hare, director and writer of this treasure of a movie and all of these movies. Um, He also directed five, like I said, and had his hands in the others as well. So you just enjoy, enjoy, and you're going to hear some fun inside info. Sarah, I'll let you take the lead here. Totally did that without preparing myself emotionally. (laughs) (laughs) Well, guys, welcome to Are You My Podcast. We, uh, I mean, you don't even, well, you do know, because if you listen to this podcast, then you know how excited we are for today's guest. We have Jeff Hare, who is the writer and director of Stock by My Doctor for Sleepwalker's Nightmare. He also directed Stock by My Doctor 5. What, what was that one? Just what the doctor oh, ordered, they called yes, it. Yes, what was the, the name that they pulled out for that one? Yeah, um, that was just what the doctor ordered. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure, yeah. You were ex- I'm sure you were excited that they used old clips from the first movie to promote oh, that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fine, fine marketing there. Oh, well, and obviously you have an extensive resume. I was looking at it. I actually noticed you worked um, with a, a girl that I worked with, um, Danielle, um, in, in Nanny Killer. Is that right? Oh, God, yes. Yeah. Love Danielle. Yeah. Yeah. I worked with her on a, a movie called Back in Back in the Day with uh, that uh, Michael Rosenbaum directed. And I worked with her on that. And I was like, oh, wait, so now we even have another person in common. There you go. Absolutely adore her. She's so cool. So anyway, you have obviously an extensive resume. We <laughs> are here as... Uh, to talk to you about specifically, obviously, Stalked by My Doctor, yours, the one that you wrote that we, I'd already seen it. I've watched these way before we ever did a podcast. I told Mary, <laughs> these are the ones you got to watch. Right. Um, she wasn't lying either, turns out. No. And we became obsessed. I mean, it's so funny. And we have a Facebook group and everyone just calls him Dr. Eric Roberts now. And mm. everyone. I, just I absolutely adore that. That's what you guys call him. I love that. <laughs> he is. I, I just have to say that we so we did them all, except we skipped right to the fifth one because it came out without much warning and we were all panicked and sliding off our seats and really jazzed about it. And then, um, so I, the fourth one was the only one I hadn't seen, which I did watch this morning. And I just have to say, like, you're waiting for one of them not to be great. This might be my favorite. I was so tickled. I was so tickled. There were just so many parts in there that my heart sang. And I mean, I have to say Eric Roberts, you know, he could read the phone book, but this was amazing. <laughs> it was amazing. It was. Well, there's just so many funny lines. This is what I think the best part about it is. And this is why we were so excited when we found out you listened, when you messaged and said you listened to the podcast and and you appreciated that we really got the humor. And that's yeah. the best part of it. And and I think it's, and honestly, I'm not just saying this, like it was the most probably humorous in, in this yes. one, in four. Yeah. Um, just like the fun lines. I mean, this, uh, there's the, a sausage line in the diner that I died. And just like, there's oh, just yeah. so. <laughs> the sausage special. Yeah. <laughs> just well, I, so many good lines that you're just like, oh, they went there. And I'm so happy that they <laughs> went there. I mean, you can't go wrong when you're having um, a soap dispenser, a liquid soap dispenser and a makeup brush make love. You know, I mean, and, and when you're having Dr. Eric Roberts act it out, I'm sorry. I don't really need to see anything else. That, my husband, my husband walked in during that scene and he sat on the couch and he's like, OK, I'm watching this one with you because that's <laughs> it. I'm sold. And I was like, yes, you are. You're going to love it. Um, talk to us about how fun is it? I mean, it, I know you you work on so many obviously different things and different movies. And 
uh, is this style super fun for you? Is it something you? It, it definitely is. I mean, I, first off, Eric is just such a joy to work with. Um, you want to talk about somebody who has just a, a love for what we do, you know? I'll see him set like first thing in the morning. And, you know, it's, it's, it, you, you've been on set. You know that it could be difficult. Eric will come up to me, put his arm around me and say, boss, man, it is great that we get to do this. And it's uh, just like, it, it just makes you just kind of like everything else is all your problems. Just go away. If this guy who's done 600 some movies and, uh, you know, has been working since good Lord, I don't even know when early 70s late mm-hmm. 60s i don't wow. know um that he still has the love for it that he does that's that says so much about who he is and what he does it makes all the difference for sure in the world especially as an actor or as a director or as anyone on set for the person mm-hmm. who especially for the person of the the, you know, the lead to be bringing that kind of attitude to it because if he has the most work to do in that sense as far as carrying the acting load and whatnot and if he's all up for it after all this time too, and not, you know, just a bitter actor, which thank God he's not I'm like, I'm so he's happy not. for you to tell us that, <laughs> that I was he's, gonna, he's like that on set. Yeah. I was going to say like, even as a fan, it's just so nice to hear that because that's how I envision him to be. And that is such a heartbreak when you find out that someone, you know, who's famous maybe isn't as great in it as they are in your head. And I just <laughs> knew it. I knew he was going to be a good egg. I knew yeah. it. <laughs> He's a blast. His wife is a blast. They're just, they're, they're good people, you know, yeah. and it's, it's just, they're, they are just, especially, it's just a joy. He is a joy to be around. And what's in working on these, um, obviously I just feel like there must be so many laughs on set, but obviously of course we're all trying to you know, stay professional when on set. <laughs> uh, what's it like to do a movie like this and and sort of navigate those two things? Oh well, I mean these things are these things are not easy just because they're uh, no the budgets are low. Uh, you know, and and we're trying to top ourselves each time. So uh, number four was particularly difficult because we did. Uh, we went more comedy on that one. Um, and then kind of on five came back to the original tone a little bit more. Um, but yeah, they're always, uh, they're, they're always have their, their challenges. Uh, it's generally it's, it's time and, uh, time and budget, you know, yeah. we never have enough time. We never have enough money, but yet we, we get these things to, to be as good as they could possibly be with what we have. I'm dying to know what the average time is that you you spend entirely shooting a mo- one of these movies. Like I, Sarah, you may have more of an idea as an actor. I have zero idea. It could be 48 hours or 17 weeks. I have no idea. It's somewhere between there. Now they, they usually vary from um, uh, the, the lifetime format on the really low budget ones. Sometimes you have as little as 11 days. And then okay. um, the stuff by my doctors, I think we were, uh, we're always running around 15 days with those. Wow. Are you serious? That yeah. 15 days is fast. That's oh, a- it's really fast. Holy yeah. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. I had no idea that. Oh, uh, it's, and it's get out of the way with this. You know, that when that truck starts rolling downhill, it's like, 
get jump on and just everybody get out of the way because man, it moves so fast. Yeah. Wow. That's, uh, that's even more impressive. Not that it wasn't already, but 15 days to, to shoot all that is, is a lot because there's, yeah. there's no lack of storyline. There's no lack of, no. Uh, you know, and, uh, of, of, of different of the, of the peaks and valleys, if you will, that you guys right. go in these, which is, and I did notice that there was a lot more comedy in four. And I did like that too. I mean, I love that. Of course, she was a sex sex omniac. How do you say it? <laughs> uh, oh God, what was it? Sexomniac. Sexomniac. Yeah. yeah, which I is a real it thing. Up. Yeah. I it's it a up. real thing. Yeah. I know. I had to research it. I was shocked to find out that it was, in fact, a real thing. I didn't realize that that actress had also played that role as like a, a sex sleepwalker in another Lifetime movie yeah, or something. Yeah, that was called sleepwalking in suburbia i think was the title on that one and uh yeah they wanted to do they wanted to kind of do the uh you know happy days meets laverne and shirley like let's put yeah. these two together and you know we'll have a one hour very uh. special happy days <laughs> yeah um, so that's kind of where that came from um and then you know have it to come up with the storyline that you know melded these two ideas together was uh challenging but uh but a lot of fun and uh the uh, amelia the the actress is just she's dynamite she's sensational so. yeah she was great she was really yeah. great and that's the, that's quite a role too because you're between being like waking up and first of all i don't know that i could act like i was asleep when i was awake i don't i was already like right. i don't even know if i could do that i feel like um, that's how i act normally like no offense <laughs> I, I typically come off like i'm sleepwalking like i barely have a pulse but no i hear you yeah she was amazing yeah, yeah she was yeah. great and it, and then she's like beautiful and then there's this factor of her like banging on the window where it almost makes it like she's creepy while she's trying to eat yeah. bone all these people while she's asleep and it, i love that combination in there I have I have to say the the uh, the beginning when Dr. Eric Roberts is showing interest in this woman who who seems like an octogenarian compared to the, the gals he usually goes after. I mean, she seemed quite old. And I was like, what has he changed? Don't go changing right. on me, Eric Roberts. And then thank God. Then I heard she had a niece. I was like, here we go. All right. This makes sense. You know, but, <laughs> here we go. Yeah. Well, he even says it. Where's where's the 18 year old, the 19 year old? That's yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, he has his alter ego even said it. He said, you have an almost age appropriate lady waiting for you. Why can't you be happy? But the heart wants what it wants. (laughs) I'm not sure, um, Jeff, just for terminology purposes, because, you know, you're only the writer and director of this movie. But Sarah and I are super fans. We refer to his um, Eric Roberts alter ego so that we can keep track of him as um Eric Roberts, Jimmy Buffett. That's I, what we call it. I heard him. you guys say that's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you don't want to get screwed up, you know, two very we, different. We refer to him in the scripts as laid back Beck. Ooh. Oh, yeah. yeah that's, right. catchy. that's catchy. There's a little industry secret for you. He, he is I laid like back it. Beck in the scripts. Yeah. That's really funny. And you also revealed in this movie, what was it? What's what I thought was a burning question. Uh, it's what he, what's in that glass. He mentioned a blue Hawaiian and I was like, oh, uh, he drinks blue Hawaiians. Exactly. We had it as a Mai Tai in our heads, and now we know the truth. <laughs> oh, man. Laid back back is the coolest. <laughs> you, guys are, you guys are going to be let in on all the secrets. Oh, is there, are you guys working on a six? Do you think? Is that, I know he's all, I know sure. everyone's busy and you have a lot coming out too, but 
There are rumors. Uh, we haven't officially started working on anything yet, but there are rumors that it's going to happen. That's, That's all I need to hear, Jeff. I just want a reason to wake up tomorrow. And, <laughs> you know, you got a two week turnaround for this movie. That's fine. It might just show up next month. I don't know. You don't yeah. Know. Yeah. I mean, who knows? If we, yeah. If we, if we get it done, they might just drop it with, you know, absolutely no warning <laughs> at all. <laughs> yeah no warning uh no promos uh oh could you know but lifetime yeah. we we love you for having we these. do so we so do there's that too <laughs> i wanted to ask you one thing i wonder just in terms of these movies in particular um with with dr eric roberts does he have a uh how much role of a play does he have in dialogue is there any sort of improvisational stuff or is it strictly script and he sticks to it or does Sometimes, sometimes there, there's improv and there's, there's also some times where, you know, he'll come to me and say, you know, I wouldn't say this. I mean, doc, Dr. Eric Roberts, <laughs> Dr. Beck wouldn't say this or wouldn't do this. It's like, hmm, well, nobody knows the, the role better than he does. So I just go, OK, sure. Just cross right. that one out, you know. Oh, that's, that's awesome, though, that you have that relationship, because especially I mean, I know as a writer, too, you're kind of like. That's a, it's, it's a weird thing, right? You're like, okay, well, yeah. we're working on lines, but it's, it's great to have the input, obviously, like you said, from him. And I, I try to never get really married to the scripts anyway. You know, yeah. we, we write these things and then we show up on location. And it's like, oh, we're, we're supposed to have a windmill over there. Well, it's not a windmill. It's an airport. It's like, okay, how do we, how do we make that all work? You know? So um, there's a lot of uh, just kind of thinking on your feet and changing things on your feet and, you know, a lot of the actors that are in these movies uh, come from the world of soaps. And that is a joy when they come from the world of soaps because they are used to coming in, knowing 25 pages of dialogue, uh, being really able to think on their feet. So it's a, um, it, it's, I'll tell you, it's just that, that the actors can, you know, my, my job is tough enough, but the actors having to go home, learn the next day, and we're we're averaging shooting eight pages a day. So it's insane. Wow. Wow. That's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. Story. Yeah, I could see why the acting uh, that acting background would help so much because they I mean, soap actors, I, I, I honestly did like a like a tiny guest star on like a Days of Our Lives forever ago. And I remember I walked onto that set and I was like, holy shit, mm -hmm. the, op the way they operate and the, the and then they're just like done and on to the next. And you're like, oh, my God. Yep. how. It, and they're doing like you ton, tons of dialogue a day. Tons. Absolutely. So that's Absolutely. A big, so yeah. it's a big, it's a big plus having somebody who's uh, kind of cut their teeth in, uh, in soaps, but uh, you know, but like Eric not cutting his teeth in, or I think he did. I think he did one. So he's done so much. It's like, he I goes know. through. He <laughs> goes through his page is like, you've never seen such a long page before. <laughs> Seriously. You, you start at the top and you go down and then like you have a cup of coffee and you keep going down. It's like, okay, it's lunchtime. And it's like, you're still not anywhere near to the bottom of his credits. Yeah. Um, and then I just saw today or a few days ago that he's doing the Righteous Gemstones next this, this season. Oh, um, he just, and I love that show. And I me thought, too. God, what if that's a perfect combo? I don't I know see him that, that show. What is, what is, is that show? Is it Danny Ken McBride? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Danny McBride. And, um, oh, I love Danny. oh, wait yeah. a minute. Yeah. The one with John Goodman. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that. Yeah, I, I, I forgot the name. Boy, that one disappeared for a while. I haven't it seen it in a long time. Yeah, I think they, uh, I think they were sh shooting season two during COVID. So, right. 
that probably were you working on anything that got shut down last year right in the yeah, middle of- I, I did a movie called uh, the name that it was when we were shooting uh is not the name that it was it was i think it was called deadly medicine when it was released but we did eight days on that got shut down and then uh i was in georgia i think i was doing uh uh stuck by my doctor five when they they got it back up so and, and this is funny because we've, we've done this a couple of times. Doug Doug Campbell, who is the original um, uh, writer director, uh, he so he, Doug did Stalk by My Doctor One, Stalk by My Doctor Two, writer director. He was uh, originated the whole thing. He came up with the character. Then uh, Stalk by My Doctor Three, he did probably two thirds of that, maybe three quarters of it, and. They they changed some things, so I came along, and it, he was no longer available. So I came along and did the final third of that, and then I took over for four and five. So so Doug came on and finished Deadly Medicine for me when I was down doing uh, Stuck by My Doctor Five in in Atlanta. So it, he's a wonderful, wonderful guy. It just oh, like, that's yeah. Well, if he created Doctor Eric Roberts, well then he's already got two big fans here. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was, he was the one, he's the creator of it. <laughs> What's that like to, as a, as a director to pick up or, and have someone else and vice versa, have someone else pick up sort of the last bit of your movie. Cause I saw that on your IMDb page. I was like, oh, he did, he did work well, on part of. Yeah. It's, it's strange. Um, because I mean, I had, I had to really kind of get completely up to speed on what this character does, who he is, what he can do, what he's capable of. So I wasn't like kind of going in there and like, no, I'm going to do it this way. It's like, there's such a, a formula and a format for this character. You just have to try to, for me, it's like trying to increase the watchability each time, trying to make it just slightly different, put your own stamp on it while keeping absolutely sticking to that format. You know, and I feel like in four, we did in five, we kind of went back to more the original format, but we still tried to get some, um, still tried to get some dark comedy into five. And I, I think we got some dark comedy into five. Oh, you absolutely. Did. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, I definitely have, I feel like I'm always laughing in all of them, which maybe says more about me than it does a, a lot of things. But <laughs> oh, no, I, but, I would agree. I feel like they're all, they all have their own sort of humor that, that, and they have their own specific feeling. All of them are just, I don't know, but they all work and they flow. Like if you mm-hmm. like it felt they all feel like a stock by my doctor and I'm just such a novice with it all, but I I'm obsessed. Like I think anybody <laughs> who watches one of them is and then finishes all of them. And I, I would also be remiss not to mention the producer, Ken Sanders, who has been there since day one with Doug. Uh, he's if you check out his uh, uh, his IMDb, it's a hundred films long of you know these these kinds of movies but he is very he very much knows what he wants these movies to be and that's what we you know that's what we provide he's also very very creative um very creative producer which i absolutely appreciate yeah it's what sounds like too is like there's this there's obviously this formula but then because you have obviously done so much and because they trust you and like you like you get to do a little bit of sort of adding your own spice yeah. to it and and your own humor to it like you did in this one and that's kind of cool that's not I, that way that's why i guess they each have a little bit of a different 
tone here and there, but the overall is, is the, is the thing that we all want. Exactly. Exactly. And then we, uh, we came up with the, the Nikki Bismarck character at number, (laughs) uh, uh, number four, which I wanted to go on to number five, but I don't know. They, they thought, apparently they thought, uh, two alter egos was, was too much, you know? It really a cameo in six, right? I mean, I love, I love wordplay. Sarah knows this spelling. I, I, I will say I didn't, I didn't get it right away, but I was right there with Dr. Beck when he was trying to figure it out on the whitey board. Kiss my ribs. Oh, that would make me giggle. Yeah. Me too. And then it's my sick brain. And then it took me a long time to be like, I had to like look at the spelling and I was like, that is what that is. It was so funny. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 It was super fun. So uh, you can never, I don't know, all the alter egos you want, we're on board with, but. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The more (laughs) the the bosses, I guess. Right. Right. (laughs) A cameo would be fun, though. Little. No. And and I'll tell you, we've we've also kicked around the idea. Now, I don't know whether this would ever go anywhere of doing a, um, you know, uh, kind of a prequel. What was it that made Dr. Beck become Dr. Beck? So I don't know whether they'll ever do that. It's something that we've we've talked about. But I, I, I think that could be a lot of fun, too. It's like, what was it? about this guy when he was a teenager, when he was, you know, 18, 19 years old, that turned him into who he became. I, on board, on It gave board. me chills and I'm trying not to tear up. I, if you could just kind of push that quickly ahead into something real, that would make oh, me very happy. Oh my doc- God. Little doctor back. And yeah, I think that's, that's one of the things that we, I think, and you, I'm sure you heard this when we talked about it was our, our, we're always our the- We're always like well, he just wants to be loved, and <laughs> why is everyone? Guy. I yeah. I would like to go to Cabo, and if he, I mean, honestly, I will <laughs> love him unconditionally, and I I I'll do what he wants. You just have to do what he wants, and he's not asking for much. Maybe a hug, maybe an "I love you." He's he's a really nice man. <laughs> he's he's asking for total. <laughs> Total commitment. Yeah. Total commitment. <laughs> yeah. I think one of the things that uh that strikes me too about the 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 tough end of all the the actual movie making and the writing and stuff, because it's fun for us to watch, but obviously it's a lot of work for yeah. you guys, is that you actually you really pull off that he's lovable. I mean, the guy murdered two people, I think, in this last one. And um, just two? I maybe just was it only two? I know only two this time. I forget. (laughs) But he relentless, you know, and and you just go, oh, but you can see why she's getting in his way and he's just trying to find love. Right. Gotta get out of his way. So and you you absolutely hit the key to to this character is, and that's why this (laughs) I think people really do relate to this character because when it comes right down to it, as screwed up as he is. All he wants is to be loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's very very simple. He just wants to be loved. Now he wants to be loved by the eighteen year old girl, which is like <laughs> okay. <laughs> come on, uh, come on, Doctor Eric Roberts. Right, um, right. But um, you know, he, this this character wants to be loved, and that's it's kind of a universal trope. That's what we all want. So I think that's why people can connect to it. Yeah. And that's I, why he because he's so likable because of it. And you're not used to uh, those types of characters being the ones you're rooting for. But you sure are. We're like, give us six, seven, eight, nine and ten and don't ever uh, let him go away. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> I will. I just 
I don't know. You know, my future is as bright as the potential that there's another stock by a doctor on, on the nice. horizon. I'm not, I mean, that's a little sad, but we've had a sad <laughs> couple of years. Um, I, oh man, I have to say that the, uh, I, I don't know what the terminology, well, when he's doing something and then it turns out that it's in his mind, that right. it's like uh, a daydream or a fan. Yeah. That's right. Thank Ugh. you. Uh, little but fantasy sequences. Yeah, they are good because I, in my head, I'm like, holy shit, she's fallen for, you know, and like, I'm, I, it's like, oh, you got me again. I mean, burn <laughs> right. me once, twice, 10 times because I'm along for the ride. I am. Yeah. And that's what it is. People, you know, people watch and they know it's going to be a fantasy sequence and they still wind up being surprised because they're along for the ride. I don't think it's ever been done better than Doug did in number three with the, uh, uh, the La La Land dance. Uh, oh my god! Yeah, oh, it was with, that with was uh, oh, Eric it was and so uh, Emery Dobbins. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that they, was. I, they did I mean, such a good job with that. Yeah, I remember when we when we recapped that one, and we were just like, "Well, the best dance sequence I've ever seen in my life just happened, and I never want to see anything else ever again." Like that, it was so perfect and fun, and so you're just like, "Look at him being all lovey and dancey," and it was so La La Land. It was so fun. It was yeah. perfect. If you just said to me, "Oh, we're gonna do, it. we're gonna have a dance number, a La La Land so it, with him," I would have, I wouldn't have believed you. I wouldn't have thought it was possible. And <laughs> I don't know. There's few things in my life that brought me that amount of joy, and that was one nice. of them. I can't. Nice. Even. Oh, they did a, they did a great job on that. And the, the light was perfect. They waited until just the absolute right time at sunset. They got the just the magic hour light yeah. that was just like they did in La La Land. And same location. Um, uh, it's just they they did a wonderful job. Yeah. Was that? Did you now? Did you? You said you did five. It was in Atlanta. Five was in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. All, all the first four were all in L.A. and then. Uh, Number five was in Atlanta. I mean, obviously, you can't, you never know. Everyone does such a good job of making it look like wherever they need it to be. But I was curious where that last one was. Yeah. It says get those beautiful old uh, uh, Southern Gothic mansions there, which I just love shooting those. Yeah. Have you, have you done any, have you, are you working on anything else there right now? Or have you been in Uh, Atlanta recently? I'm actually, I'm actually writing something uh, that I'm hoping is going to shoot there end of the year. yeah. yeah, well, tell everyone what they can watch of yours next. What's there, or do you, are, you, are you waiting to find out when things are coming out? I'm I don't sure, know but- when it's going to air. Um, and I'm also going to, I don't know what the title is going to be, but um, we did one. What was it? <laughs> I'm trying to think what it was called when we shot it. Um, okay, well, I, I do know this one, and it's uh, this one's called A Mother's Terror, and uh, it stars. Um, Jessica Morris. Jessica Morris, who's so unbelievably solid. And her um, her daughter is actually played by my daughter. Oh, no. no. Oh, no way. Yeah. Oh, that's really? awesome. Nepotism wins. Nepotism. Yes. Oh, yes, for nepotism. That's yeah. so cool. How old is your daughter? She's eight. And is this her first <sighs> this movie is her, role? Well, this is her first movie. She did. Um, she was in Ariana Grande's. Um, Thank you. Next music video. She played the flower girl in that. Oh. And she's, yeah. And she's done a couple of commercials, uh, but this was her first movie. And I, you know, look, I'm, I'm her dad, but I think she did amazing. Oh, yeah, I bet. Well, that's so cool. How fun is that? Yeah. It well, was well. a blast. It was a blast, but I'll tell you, it was, that was probably, I, I can't think of a more nerve wracking experience oh. than 
directing your daughter, directing your eight-year-old, you know, that was, uh, that was nerve wracking. Um, but she pulled it off and then everybody on the set was just amazing to her. Jessica, who's done a thousand of these things was just so damn good. And, um, so that was a blast. Uh, and then the, the and was that for that, Lifetime as well? That's that, be that'll a, be for Lifetime. Yeah, right. that one will probably come out before the the other one, which um, I wish I could think of a title of it. Uh, it's not on IMDb yet anyway, but it's got oh, okay. um, uh, Ashlyn Yanni and uh, Ella Mae Cannon. I, it's my second movie with uh, with Ella, and she's just sensational. And Ashlyn Yanni was sensational. It's just this, this great battle between these two strong women but um i'm just i'm really proud of it because we got to uh we got to do some stuff in these movies that uh generally you don't get to do in you know kind of a lifetime script and we did it looks like it is a big budget picture which i'm very very proud of the locations the the way it was lit the way it was shot um it's great. I don't know what the title is. You know? <laughs> well, you'll have to keep us posted. You can always message us and tell us because we obviously are our listeners are big fans of of all of these. And so they'll they would love to make sure they don't miss uh, anything. I will do that. Thank you for your time. This was so much fun. We can't tell you this was like we're both. Mary said she was going to, I told you, she said she was going to have to take a Xanax before she I talked know, to you. I know, I know. I'm just, this is, is magical. And, you know, you're lovely, but I have to say, if you want to just tell Dr. Eric Roberts that he's got a couple of stage mom, <laughs> I don't know, overgrown I, teenagers that are the huge fans that we say hello, that would be amazing too. I said, I said, uh, I sent him the email uh, with the link to the podcast, uh, the one that I heard, and I haven't heard uh, back from him. Now he's always somewhere else, somewhere in the world, you know, yeah, that, yeah. Guy, that guy spends more time in airports. Um, but I'm sure that I will hear something from him, you know, and I'll tell him again that, you know, <laughs> you, you've got it. You got to listen to got to listen to this podcast. Uh, yeah, that's great. Thank you. We we hope that he would appreciate as you did our our how much well, we love and, it. And I got to tell you this. I mean, you know, from you know things like Star Eighty and uh, you know all the just a Runaway Train and all the great films that he's done. He is most recognized throughout the world for Doctor Beck. He says he's in. Funny? Yeah, he's he's in and you know, Batman and all. He's in uh, uh, airports in Asia and people coming up to him and saying, Dr. Beck, Dr. Beck. Oh, my God. That is so yeah. funny. I That is amazing. He's probably like, what? And no wonder he loves doing them, too. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's fun because he knows that the that people enjoy watching it. And that obviously matters. So uh, to him, you know, like, that's fun. That's great to hear. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, you're a delight. Yeah. Thank you, you for also right not back at you. You guys are wonderful. Thank you for also not being an asshole. You know, it's <laughs> nice when people are assholes. Know. It's a win, you know, and you never know. You you never know. But um, I try to keep it undercover. It's like it's usually between like you know one and two during the afternoon. I've had my lunch. My asshole qualities go down. And then, this is the sweet spot. We got you in the sweet the window. spot. Yeah, nice. Absolutely got the window. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you, Jeff, for talking to us, and we'll let you know uh, when we're going to put this up, and we'll and and and, uh, and uh, along with our review of four, it's beautiful. Be soon, but we'll let All you right. know. So- sounds great, ladies. It was a blast. Thank you. Thank so you much. so much. 
All right. Take care now. Take you care. Too. Bye. Bye-bye.